God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Well, welcome to the show today. As the announcer mentioned, the show name is By Design, and our goal here is to lift up God's design for marriage and family and promote it um, as a good and noble thing as God does in His Word. And Genesis starts off with our first family with Adam and Eve. Um, and Scripture is very clear that uh, marriage is a gift from God, and so are children and childbearing. So that's what we're going to talk about. That's the goal here of By Design is to lift up God's design for marriage and family. My name is Walker Wildman, and in studio with me is my wife, Lexi Wildman. Yes. <laughs> Lexi, glad to have you on. Thank you. Glad to be here. The first, our first recording, our first episode that you and I did for this By Design show is, or it was on, conflict resolution. So we talked about that for uh, 28 minutes on the show. This go around, this episode, we're going to talk about teaching and, and really enforcing or rather promoting servanthood. And modeling it. And modeling servanthood in our home, which then it bleeds out into those around us. Mm-hmm. Into our culture. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, just just to start this off, um, we see man's nature, our sin nature, is to serve ourselves, to be focused on our self-interest, which is not always a bad thing, Lexi, but Scripture also teaches us to serve others. Yes, um, and I think, you know, so we've got a house full of boys— So we've got three babies right now, um, under four. And just as they, you know, interact with each other, they are constantly thinking of themselves. And you can see it in them. You can see it if you go to a childcare, you know, facility. Just when we are born, we want to make sure that we are taken care of. And like you said, that's not a bad thing, but we also have to have a awareness of other people and their needs. Um, but just, you know, when you walk into our home, you hear, that's mine. You yeah. know, you see them taking things from each other. Um, but like you said, Jesus uh, calls us to something much different than that. Yes, you know, we do need to take care of ourselves, but we also are to serve one another. Yeah. Mark ten forty five tells us, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, and so Jesus, God's Son, mm-hmm. came here to earth uh, with full authority and all rights to be served, but when he came, that wasn't his intention at all. And so we as Christians... Um, should look to ways that we can show others how to serve one another, but it starts in our family. Sure. And showing that in a positive role, yeah. I think, is important. Yeah, painting, painting it in a positive light. And, you know, the on children, they, they we hear this often, but, 
you don't have to teach a child to to be selfish. You don't no. have to train a child to say mine or to be jealous or to be envious. Uh, that just comes with their sin nature. But to the contrary, you do have to teach them to be selfless yes. and to serve others. So that's what uh, part of training our children um, and each other and, mm-hmm. and training ourselves uh, through what Romans 12 calls, what Paul calls uh, the renewal of your mind, training ourselves in selflessness. So instead of putting our own self-interest first, we put others first. And before we, we're going to spend the half, half, first half of this kind of talking about what culture says about ourselves and how we should serve ourselves first. And then we'll end it talking about more what Scripture says. And and Lexi just mentioned Mark ten forty five about Jesus coming uh, not to be served but to serve others. And culture really, at least American culture, um, really I would say devalues marriage more than it has historically in the past. And what I mean by that is a statement that you, that you and I got, Lexi, when we were engaged, someone we, we ran into, we told them we were getting married. We were in our early 20s, probably 20, 21, and we we were engaged when we were 20, and then we were both 21 when we got married. But what we said was, we, we, we told the person, you know, we're, we're getting married in a few months, and they said something to the extent of, are you sure that you're ready to get married? Instead of, congratulations, I'm so proud for you, marriage is awesome, Everyone should be married. It's a great <laughs> yes. thing. It was, do you really want to do that? But that just that's indicative of how some people view marriage. Right. And it really, honestly, because it was directed to me and I, it took me off guard. And immediately I, you know, had my own guard go up. You know, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And, and just like you said, I'm expecting, you know, here I am young and engaged and excited about it. And I'm expecting for that excitement to be shared. And the person was excited. You know, once we kind of talked through, well, yeah, you know, we've been dating for a while. Like we've really been praying, praying over this. Um, we feel like this is what, you know, God desires for us. Um after we, you know, talked about all these things, she was excited for us, but just that initial, and I, as we kind of talked about it, I think it was, there's a little bit of that because once you get married, your life is going to change, you know, and it's changed for the better, but it is very different. You know, when you're young, you want to go and do things on your own. We will want to wake up and go on a trip or whatever it might be. And when you're married, you just have to think about things differently yeah. than when you're single. Yeah, and the that's a very good point because, I mean, I would say life changes like 180 degrees when you get married. And, and there are – you can be better prepared than others when you get married. For example, people – I think people who have multiple siblings and their parents taught them – that it's important to put others' need, others' needs before yourself. I think those people are probably a little better equipped to to get married, or at least the change is not going to be so drastic, right? Because they've been in an environment where, hey, not everything is about me. Um, and then, of course, if you dated or courted for an extended amount of time, that helps the change not be so drastic. But nonetheless, you get married, things do change, and yes. it becomes, you know. <laughs> You you grow up and and you're you grow up with your parents. Some people, not all, 
grow up with our parents catering to their every need, taking care of them, which is fine. That's the role of parents. Um, But you go from that to marriage and boom, it's not all about you and you actually have to uh, start serving others. So um, that that is an important part is recognizing that that marriage is different. It's different. It's not all about me. It's about my spouse and our family and learning to embrace that. And that goes to your point about uh, when you quoted uh, or talked about Romans where um, even so we started out talking about our kids who we have to teach them this. But even as we get older, even, even though I've been taught to serve others and to look for ways, you know, that I can meet the needs of others rather than myself, I, I am still sinful. Sure. So I still want to do things for myself. And when life changes, that is drawn out in you. And so when, when we get married, then my eyes are open to, hey, I, I can't just up and do this. I'm going to have to consider Walker, you know, above myself for this, which then would go into another life change of yeah. kids. Yeah, and yes, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but before we do, one of this really could be its own show and I'm sure it is with the other hosts that we're bringing in for by design, um, but communication. Right. I mean, it's part of of considering others before yourself and that is communication. I know I struggle with this at least for the first couple, year or two of our marriage still sometimes today <laughs> communicating with you um, considering your needs before myself, which involves right. communication. Um, so and that's, how, how a decision that you might be making for yourself will affect the other person involved. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, this segment of By Design here on American Family Radio, I'm Walker Wildman. My wife, Lexi Wildman, is on with us, and we're talking about serving others and really instilling this model of servanthood in your home and modeling it, modeling it as a good thing, as a proper, as a noble thing to do according to God's Word. So that's what we're talking about. And real quick, before we continue this discussion, you can always check out our website, afa.net forward slash by design. That's afa.net forward slash by design. You can go there and get uh, the latest articles, blogs, videos, and of course, our podcast here, you can also get on our website. But not only, Lexi, is marriage often viewed as a burden, as unnecessary, as an inconvenience at times, uh, but also when you get to the point where you're ready to have kids or you're trying to have kids, kids, in according to culture, kids sometimes are viewed by by many as a burden or an inconvenience, or do you really want to have kids? Yeah, um, and so we want to have a lots lot of kids. Of kids. Yeah. <laughs> We've got three already, um, and people say, oh, so you're done now, and we say, oh, absolutely not. We yeah. are just getting started, um, and what a gift it is to have kids. But I know, especially for me as a mom, uh, raising these kids, this is one of the, yes, getting married did show me um, that I am selfish, but kids really pulls it out in me because sure. I can't just sit and do what I want to do. I am constantly having to serve them and meet their needs, um, but 
It's so good. Yeah, and marriage marriage really is part of the whole sanctification process, I believe. I believe God uses marriage as part of many ways that he that he sanctifies us, but I think marriage and parenting is one of those parts because you can get married and it can be you and your spouse, husband and wife, and you can still cling on to some of that selfishness because you're you don't you don't have to change your spouse's diaper. You don't have to fix them a bottle of milk. You can kind of do your own thing. And yes, you do need to serve your spouse at times. But when you bring children into the equation, Lexi, there is no, when your spouse is not there, there are others there who need your assistance. Yes. Um, But it gives me hope to know and joy to look to the example that Jesus set for us because he was serving everyone around him, you know, and and his disciples and people closest to him, you know, would say, oh, you don't need to do that. And so I, too, have people that'll say, oh, no, just go, you know, sit, let me, you know, take care of you. But then Jesus says, no, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And he needed to do it so that he could show us that it's it's good to serve others. And it really helps me. You know, when I'm serving others, then I have a joy to know that I am meeting the needs of others. But then in turn, I'm training other people to be servants. Yeah, and I will say to your point, servanthood, service comes more naturally to others. Uh, to so, Some people have have this act of service uh, and, and more naturally to develop it more naturally than others because... When you talk about the love languages, um, which many marriage experts write about, um, the one of the uh, love languages is for married couples is, is service, acts of service. And uh, some people do get more pleasure out of serving others uh, compared to some other people. So, But that doesn't mean we all don't need to serve. Everyone needs to have and practice service. Yes, and we have all, though, received a gift. Um, 1 Peter 4, uh, 10 tells us that we have received a gift, and so we should use it to serve one another. So the way that we serve people is going to look different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay, but still our command from God is to use whatever gift you have that he has given you to look for ways that you can look to the interest of others rather than to yourself. Yeah, and when we're talking about children here uh, and how we've gotten mixed reactions when we say we want to have a lot of kids, um, look, we're not, uh, some people struggle with infertility, some couples struggle with infertility, uh, some people uh, are only able to have one or two or three kids, and, and that's what they've, they feel like God's called them to do and to have. Um, and so we're not trying to say that that seven kids is is the only way to go. But what we're more so talking about is being open and glad and talking in a positive way about having children, about having children, how having children is a good thing. It's a biblical thing. It's mandated in Genesis to be fruitful and multiply. Um, so we need to be careful about how we talk about it, uh, and we don't need to to, to drag others down. Uh, because maybe we've had a bad experience with children or we had a bad childhood, so on and so forth. And that draws me to a story that that we had just not too long ago where we were talking to someone else. This is a different individual. And, you know, we they, they said, well, you know, how many kids are y'all going to have? And we told them, you know, we want seven, somewhere around the number seven. And they said, well, zero is too many for me. 
Yes, you heard that right. Not one is too many for me. Zero is too many for me. And it just, I didn't know what to say. I was speechless. But Lexi, it's its really sad to me to have that view that zero kids or one kid is too many kids for you. Right. Because um, it, it does. And that, that would be the example of we as older individuals still have a tendency to serve ourselves, to want to make sure that we are taken care of. And then when you bring in a child, then that's taken away. Mm-hmm. You, you still have to take care of yourself, but it draws it draws you out of that. Yeah, yeah. And so everything we're talking about today, when we're talking about instilling hearts of service uh, with your you and your spouse and your children and using God's Word as our guide for how to serve others and to serve our family, um, what we're talking about here is it is countercultural. It, it does not... Um, it does not flow necessarily with culture. Culture is more self-centered, at least our, our culture now here in America. And uh, so this is definitely countercultural ideas, but oftentimes God's Word, God says, He and Jesus talks about how uh, oftentimes what, what God's Word says goes against what people mm-hmm. in society say, what government oftentimes says, and what culture says. So... Uh, being countercultural is not always a bad thing. Oftentimes, it's actually a good thing. And Abraham Hamilton III, who is also uh, one of the hosts here on By Design, he's also a host on American Family Radio. He works on staff here at AFA. He always says, and, and this stands out to me, I don't, I don't know if he coined this phrase or if, if someone else did, but Abe always says, uh, often says, something to the extent of we're called to create culture. And so someone is going to create culture, whether it's it's unbelievers, whether it's society, um, whoever it is, whether it's the entertainment industry, or whether it's Christians, whether it's the body of Christ. And so, Lexi, that stands out to me that in our homes, we're called to create culture. And yes. in our case that we're talking about on the show, a culture of service. And so Philippians 2, um, I'm sure y'all are familiar with this, but it talks about in verse 3 to do nothing out of selfish ambition, uh, which goes against what the culture right now says that we should do. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. And then he goes on to say, having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, Jesus, God's Mm -hmm. son, did not count equality with God to be a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself out by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And so we have we have a great example to look to for what this should look like. And then what we're saying, we're going to teach it in our home. We're going to teach it in our home. And then we're going to go out. We are going out. Then our kids are going out and they are serving um, other kids. They're showing them, other kids around them, what it's like to uh, be kind and to look to, you know, sharing a toy with them with the other child instead of keeping it for themselves yeah and then it spills over into the culture like you're talking about where we're creating our own culture yeah and it yeah it's 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 uh, bleeding out into society right um and and 
if, if some parents are out there listening, some couples are out there listening, and they're wondering, you know, what are some practical ways that I can teach my children to serve? And you may have some, Lexi, but a few that I think of that we do, that we try to practice in our household is just placing some kind of responsibility on your children. And, and ours are very young, so we're not asking them to, you know, go to the grocery store for us. But simple things like, hey, can you go get me a glass of water? Or, hey, can you pick up your toys and put them back in, in the toy box? Different things like that do instill service. And uh, I'm thinking doing it for, so our, our for oldest, others. I'll ask, you know, say, oh, you know, are one of the ones that's younger, you know, he, he can't reach that. Can you go get it for him? You know, and it might be a toy that he's probably the oldest is going to look at and say, oh, I want to play with that, you mm-hmm. know, but then say, no, you're going to get it and you're going to give it to him because he was going for that toy or, you know, or whatever the situation may be. But showing the older one, teaching him to do things for the younger, even though he might too want that. Sure. Yeah, and, and that that's that's so critical, and it seems so simple and elementary, but oftentimes some of our biggest life lessons are learned through basic tasks, um, doing things for others. So I want to encourage parents out there, couples out there, those who either want to have children in the near future or they already have a house full now, or as Scripture says, a quiver full, um, don't be afraid to ask your kids to do things. Ask them to take on uh, responsibilities Start simple, and then it can grow from there. Um, and as they get older, they can they can take on more responsibilities in the household, more responsibilities at church, so on and so, so forth. But every little thing we do uh, where we ask our children to do something for someone else, whether it be, as I mentioned, something simple, something a little more complex, all of those duties, those requests, are they are instilling a spirit of service in your children. And that's what we're talking about on today's By Design show. Just a little, a little, um, <clears throat> a few housekeeping notes before we continue our discussion for the next last few minutes of the show. This is a By Design show episode here on American Family Radio. And what we want to do with By Design uh, with the show here is we want to uh, really lift up God's design for marriage. And so each uh, each week we talk about uh, issues re- related to marriage. We talk about parenting. We talk about right now. We're talking about how to serve others. We talk about conflict resolution, communication, all these different topics that fall under marriage and God's design. That's what we're talking about here on the show today. But seeing the fruit, Lexi, of of teaching your children how to serve is really rewarding. It's rewarding. It's rewarding in the long term. Oftentimes it's rewarding in the short term, but talk a little bit about how we don't always see our immediate fruit. We don't always see an immediate reward from acts of service. Right. And in Galatians 6, 9, it tells us to not grow weary of doing good because in the due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Um, And so just like you're saying, you know, I can teach my kids and model because I was thinking earlier when you were talking about let's you know teach our kids to go serve their siblings Um, but then also they're seeing you and I serving one another lessening the bird helping each other out Um, so they're getting taught it with words and then they're seeing it through modeling Um, but 
just like you said, they're not going to immediately do it on their own, Mm -hmm. you know, so it can be disheartening to, you know, I'm, I'm still training my child in this righteousness, in this uh, manner of serving, but they still don't do it on their own. Sure. But this scripture gives us hope that in due season it will come. And so, you know, I'm thinking he might not, my, our son might not do it initially with his siblings, but then if we go out and he's interacting with his cousins or his friends and I see him, you know, go out and get the ball and bring it back to him, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, um, then that gives me a little hope that he is taking some of the instruction that we're doing at home yeah. um, and he's able to practice it. Yeah, and one of the topics are, are really the subtopics of this discussion of service, uh, acts of service in the home, is is lightening the burden, the burden, uh, from from your your spouse or your children or your children lightening the burden of the parent, because I mean you know this, Lexi, as children grow up, um, parenting, marriage is a, a big responsibility. God places a, a heavy emphasis on it. Uh, there's a lot, a lot involved, a lot of work, a lot of sanctification involved. But the more you teach your family as a whole to serve each other, it really spreads the responsibility and spreads spreads the burden. But I'm not saying burden in a negative uh, tense, in a negative sense. It's more just the burden of everyday life of right. of things that have to be taken care of. Um, and so it's 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 important. One important fact of this is that it does it does lighten the burden for each other when we when when we're pitching in and helping. Mm-hmm. And it helps us to uh, there again do it positively. So you know, yes, I'm I'm serving my family, you know, through various acts, various you know, with my words, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but First Peter calls us to do it without grumbling. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the only one in the family, you know, serving, I'm going to have a tendency to, you know, grumble about it. Have a bad attitude. Have a bad attitude. Sure. Well, I'm the only one who's, you know. But when I am creating a household, that that is our standard, that we serve one another and we are consistently looking to others' interest above ourselves and I'm not just going to go sit down and watch TV or whatever because that's what I want to do, but I'm going to go first and help Walker do whatever in the yard. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen often, <laughs> but it sounded you good. Have, you don't have green thumbs. No, I don't, but that's okay. But, you know, whatever it might be, and so I might not say it for myself, but for you, Walker's really good about, you know, hey, let me take care of the dishes and you go do what you need to do. Or, hey, let me watch the kids outside while you, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. When he could just come in and, you know, sit down. He's had a long day, which, you know, but we are looking to serving one another without grumbling because it's caught the word of God calls us to that. But how do we do that? It's because we are all working together to serve one another. Amen. Well, there you have it. That's my wife, Lexi Wildman. I let her do most of the talking. (laughs) She has all the wisdom. You've been listening to a by design episode uh, here on American family radio. Don't forget to check out our website, afa.net forward slash by design. Uh, Listeners out there, we just want to encourage you that marriage is a blessing from God. Raising children, childbearing is a blessing from God. So we need to take advantage of it. We need to enjoy it. We need to have excitement about it. 
We need to use what God has blessed us with, our family, to further his kingdom and to institute his principles that we see in Scripture. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.